0: This podcast is part of the Unresolved Podcast Network. To discover more, visit unresolvednetwork.com. Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions. Now, here's your host, Teresa Blaze.
1: Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and this is the Unresolved Life Podcast. I have a question Are you fighting an epidemic? We all are in some respects, but this is not the um, epidemic you might be thinking of. And I've brought someone on to talk about an epidemic that everybody faces at some time or another. But before we get to that, I want to talk about something else. You know, our water, I mean, our body is 70% water. And so we have to drink it to stay alive. But the problem is... When you have a whole bunch of things within your water and maybe you're not aware of what's in that water, you don't know whatever else you're drinking. It's not just pure, clean water. You might be drinking things like lead, arsenic, pesticides. Maybe you're drinking opiates from other people who've taken them or maybe there's some kind of runoff that you don't know about. Well, it's time you find out. And if you want, you can go to www.fixmywater.co. Find out what's in your water today. You'll receive a free, no-cost water quality report, and someone will be in contact with you to help you get the best water filtration on the market. Now, let's get on with the show, shall we? I've brought Mr. Jack Eason. He's the author of The Loneliness Solution, and... You can find more about him at JackEason.ea.s.o.n.com, easo And we are going to talk about the epidemic of loneliness. And Jack, first of all, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, great to be here. Thanks, Teresa.
1: Well, I we are so glad to have you. I mean, this could not be a more pertinent conversation in light of the times that we are now living in.
0: Mm. Yeah, somebody uh, Somebody asked me the other day, they said, this is great timing. Uh, how did you know there was going to be a, a pandemic? <laughs> I said, I, I, I'm not that smart. The book, the book, the manuscript was turned in last December. So uh, I didn't have any secret inside information. It just kind of, uh, that's the, what, what God had, uh, uh, you know, what God is, God's in charge of all that stuff. So it just happened to coincide with what we find ourselves in the midst of right now with this pandemic.
1: No kidding. No kidding. You know, the funny thing is, I've seen a lot of studies kind of in passing that talk about that we are the most connected culturally, and yet we're the most lonely.
0: Yeah, very true. Very true. You know, and, and you look around and you see people are connected on their devices, uh, even more so, of course, now with what what's going on. A lot of people working virtually. School is virtual. We seem to be connected, uh, but it's not the kind of connection I think God Uh, intended. Grateful for technology. We're connected because of technology today uh, with the podcast, but uh, it's different than the human connection I think God had in mind when he talked about relationships.
1: So, what contributes to the uh, problem of loneliness? And how do you know? What are some of the signs? I mean, there's a difference between being isolated and being lonely. What are some of the signs that you might actually be lonely?
0: Yeah, it's, I wish there was a great you know, gauge or uh, a meter that you could determine if someone is lonely. Uh, you know, we we have scales to determine how much we weigh or if we're overweight, or you know, measuring devices that can test our uh, test or check our BMI to know okay, what's our body mass index? Is it in proportion to what we should be or not? But loneliness, there's no kind of gauge to figure it out. Uh, you can you can be uh, in a room of uh, crowded, full of people, and you can be lonely. Um, so lonely does not does not necessarily mean you're alone. Alone is being different. I, I actually enjoy some time uh, alone, <laughs> and you probably do too. You're with people all the time. It's like I just need some time by myself. <laughs> and so, so alone oh, yeah. is is different than being lonely. But uh, lonely is a a feeling of being disconnected and uh, you know overwhelmed, uh, not having someone that you can confide in or trust in, uh, and uh, it's hard to measure. Uh, but to, but to your point, you, you're exactly right. You know, a lot of the studies that I've read are, despite that we are connected, we are a, a lonely. Matter of fact, one of the statistics that I came across in researching this book is that the 18 to 24 year old group is the loneliest generation on the planet. And and yet you would look at them and say, well, they're the most connected. I mean, they're the ones with with the eye gadgets, and they're all into technology and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and all those things. But but are they really connected? I think one of the challenges that we that we see is perhaps those things have created a false sense of connectivity. Um, hmm. You know, I, lo- I love social media and technology, but the 3,000 or so, whatever it is, plus friends that I have on my Facebook page, uh, I might could call four or five of them at 2 in the morning if I had an emergency and they might come help me. But I certainly not all 3,000... <laughs>
1: You know, I I think back to, um, and I think this kind of ties in a little bit. Instagram actually removed the ability for you to see how many likes you get on your posts. Mm. I wonder if they saw some of the same statistics and how people were kind of comparing themselves to one another in this new uh, digital age.
0: Yeah, that's a good question because, uh, you know, we we look at, uh, social media feeds. And I think that feeds into it because we, you know, we, we see people, we see what they post. And uh, I mean, that plays into, I think, even things like self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves. Well, wow. Wow. Their life looks like they're, it's wonderful and everything's great. Little do you know that the the photo they posted, you know, out with a fancy dinner with their wife that 10 minutes afterwards, they were throwing food at each other because they got into an argument, but you don't see that photo. <laughs> You just see what looks like the positive stuff because that's what we share, and so even even social media sometimes has created where the things that we're actually sharing and promoting it's not really the real the real us.
1: It's made so much worse now, you know, with the whole social distancing. Mm. Please, if I ever hear that word again, I will Mm. (laughs) vomit. Yeah, you know, uh, (laughs) social distancing and 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 and. Like you have to wear masks. You can't look someone in the eye anymore. You it's with all that stuff happening. How do we go about mitigating it? How do we fix it?
0: Well, I think at the end of the day, um, we've got to realize a couple of things. And the first one, the first one is that we're made for community. Uh, I mean, that's what God intended is for us to be in community, but not only with one another, but with, with ultimately with Him. And uh, someone, uh, someone, his name is Drew Hunter, I actually quoted him in the book. One of the things that he said that got me really intrigued about this whole topic of loneliness and community, uh, he said that the, the, the first problem in the world was not sin. And when I read that, I thought, uh-oh, what heretic am I reading right now? Because I thought that was the first problem was sin. And he said, actually, if you read Genesis, you read the early chapters of Genesis, you know, one, two, and three, uh, god not, says it was not yeah it was not good for man to be alone so the first problem was was solitude man needed companionship and community so i think the first step to overcoming this loneliness is realizing that's what we're we're made for we're made for community and then really the, the book talks about a lot of other steps to that but the but the the short answer would be it's realizing and i think especially for the younger generation that it is difficult it's not easy we live in such a fast paced you know microwave society where we can uh, you know, I can go to the bank. I can get food. I can drop off my laundry all without leaving the privacy of my car, because we're so used to just being able to do things quickly. And so we equate that with, well, relationships should be that easy. So we we add and subtract friends at will on Facebook. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Unfriend. You know, or I do want to be your friend. I'll send a friend request. Oh, that life would be that easy, <laughs> but it's not. It takes work. It takes investing time. It takes investing energy uh, sometimes finances, sometimes resources and, yep. uh, and realizing that sometimes people are going to hurt you. And, and that's a part of it. You know, uh, if every relationship was 100% wonderful, uh, wow, that would be great, but it's, that's not the way it works.
1: We, for example, are so, uh, uh glued to our devices. Like, you know, we send text messages. I mean, I communicate more with text message and I remember back when, you know you, you know you use the, the dial phones and you. Mm-hmm. But now it's like we are we communicate so much in text. I I wonder if the big tech companies are seeing that. For example, Apple in their latest release of their software just sent out the ability to send audio messages with Siri. Which I um I think about that and I think why. Why are they doing that? Is it more because we need to hear someone else's voice?
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that could be a part of it. Their, their attempt to try to make us be more connected or at least feel more connected. You know, we, we have, and again, texting is great, but uh, you and I both know there's sometimes where I've texted people and what I, what I said still didn't come across the way it was intended. Because it didn't have, to your point, my voice, it didn't have the vocal inflection, it didn't have the emphasis, it didn't have the tone, you know, with up and down, and the volume level, you know, all that is missing through digital communication. Uh, and so because we pulled all that out of the conversation, it, it, it becomes, uh, our relationships have become more transactional instead of just interaction. It's, it's just a transaction instead of a, an interaction. And I, I think that's a big thing that people are, they're wanting it. We're, we're wanting that. We're wanting that interaction with people where we can sense mm-hmm. their emotions and feel their heart. And uh, digitally, it's very hard to do.
1: How do we actually take steps to get, uh, get involved in community?
0: Well, we've got to be, uh, again, willing to make that investment for friendships and relationships. Uh, we've got to understand that it takes time. Uh, you know, uh, a couple couple of thoughts I would just share is is one. You know, we all have been uh, we all have been hurt. Uh, e- e- you know, by family members, perhaps by friends, by loved ones, by even by the church. Unfortunately, I mean, it's because we're humans; we're flawed. Ooh, yeah, there's and
1: a so, huge, there, there's yeah. a huge source and of hurt there.
0: Yeah, and that's a huge one. So it's it's going to happen, but we've got to you know so to get, get, get back up and walk again, so to speak, you know, you fall off the bicycle, get back up. I was talking to a friend of mine who's in his early twenties. He he's a, he's a younger guy. And, uh, we were talking about faith community the other day and he, well, I've been there. I've done that. And I said, I have a question for you. And he said, what? I said, have you ever gone to a restaurant where the service was bad or the food was bad? And he's like, Oh, absolutely. I said, well, it looks to me like you continued to eat. I mean, you, you went somewhere and you got food, even though you had a bad experience. You didn't give up eating. So why is it that you had a bad experience in a faith community that you kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater? You know, we're, we're flawed people. And so, you know, I guess to overcome uh, that whole issue of loneliness, some of the solutions ultimately, just to kind of give away not all of the book, but uh, the answer is community. Now how do we get there? That's a different story. How do we get from A to B? And that's really what the heart uh, most of the book is about. How do we overcome the isolation and, and how do we uh, overcome being, being vulnerable? You know I think the other thing, because because our, our trust has been breached in so many situations, we have to learn to trust again. And uh, trust uh, can be an obstacle to building relationships or it can be a bridge to building relationships. And uh, you'll never know until you take the risk of trusting someone. <laughs> so you know, I've I've been married 25 years, and I would never be married 25 years had I not taken a risk many many times uh, in, in dating uh, to eventually find the one that God said, "Okay, this is this is who I want you to be married to." So we all know in relationships we've got to we've got to take some risk, and uh, if you're not willing to do that, then you're going to miss out on the beautiful community, especially when it comes to the body of Christ, as God intended for us to love and to work together and to grow together, you're going to miss out on one of the most blessed things that you could be a part of if you throw your hands up and just say, I give up.
1: There's someone that might be listening going, man, I'm lonely. I'm not one of you guys. I'm not a Christian. I'm lonely. And I'm, you know, things just, especially now, things just keep getting from bad to worse. Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, if that's if that's you and you're listening today, I guess the first thing I would say to you is uh, the first relationship that we all should have is with our with our Creator God, and uh, and you're not on this planet by accident. Um, You may feel like it, but it's not true. God has a plan for you, and that plan involves relationship first of all with Him, and then with other people, of course. But first of all with Him, you know what Uh, the reality is until you really have a relationship with Him which is the ultimate source of companionship and community and uh, connected to, to the heart of God, you may try to fill that loneliness with other things, uh, some of them healthy and some of them, quite honestly, not very healthy. So I'd encourage you just to reach out uh, to the Lord and cry out to him and uh, because he does want to have a relationship with you. Uh, ultimately, that's why we're all here uh, on this planet. If we're still breathing, it's for us to have a relationship with him and then have a relationship with other people. So cry out to him, reach out to him, and he will answer. He's there. Call out to him, the Lord, the Lord says, and he will answer you and show you great and mighty things. Amen. And uh, he's there for you today.
1: If you choose not to do that, then we have a choice between life and death, heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate solution to if you don't want to be with him in life, why would you want to be with him in heaven? And mm-hmm. he has a solution for that. You know, it says that we are ultimately separated from God. And that is the ultimate loneliness. I don't think any of us want that.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I really don't. I don't think any of us want that. We don't want that for our, our loved ones. And we sure don't want that for you.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right, Teresa. And, 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 you know, for a lot of people and, and you you uh, uh, by your reaction, I know this has probably happened to you. It's happened to me. I know a lot of you may be listening. Uh, who find yourselves lonely and don't have that relationship with God. Uh, it may be because you have been hurt in a particular church or faith community. And I would just raise my hand and say, guess what? So have I. And that's because we're all human. And if you ever find a perfect church or faith community, and, and you won't, by the way, if you do find a perfect one, it'll be imperfect when you walk in because, <laughs> because none of us are perfect or perfect. If you, if you feel like, you know what? Wow. Uh, I, I don't know that I could can trust, uh, step out with trust to, to open myself up to that. Can I just encourage you, would you give it one more shot? One more shot. And here, here's the thing that, I, that I've learned in my own life about community. Oftentimes, I, I think I've had the wrong motivation for community. My motivation has been, and it's interesting how God sometimes does the opposite of what we think. My motivation sometimes is I want. To have community for me, my benefit. But what I realize a lot of times is not only am I getting blessed with the community, but somebody else is getting blessed by my, by my presence, by my being there. In other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is somebody needs you. You may, you may be saying, I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of younger people now say, oh, I don't really need the church. I don't need them. Well, maybe not. I would argue with you on that, but here's the reality. They need you. You have something to bring to the table God created you with a special gift that only you have and you may bring something to the table that could help them uh, help them in their effort to have community. so let's look at it as the two-way street that it really is uh, because that's what God intended for us to have uh, when it comes to true relationship.
1: Amen and amen and you know uh, to add on to that I think God gives us all talents and giftings. Uh, and he expects them to be used, uh, not for ourselves per se, but for uh, the betterment of the community that he has called us to. Mm. And I mean, let's face it, we're living in some pretty dark days. Um, I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it here. I believe we are in the last of the last days. Mm-hmm. And I believe our coming, our, the coming of our Lord is very much at hand. Yes. So why not work? Well, while, the, while, the, while, while there's daylight hours, because there's going to come a time when no one can work.
0: That's right. That's right. So we, we need to invest in those relationships. Now, I, I agree with you, Therese. We need to invest in those relationships now. And at the end of the day, I promise you it will be worth it. The, the incredible beauty, the incredible result of the body of Christ working together, brothers and sisters, people working together in community. Uh, the result is worth even the even what will feel like a sacrifice of stepping out and being vulnerable or building trust or making an investment of time. Wow, I mean the, the stories I could tell if we had time of the the true relationships and friendships that I have that have helped me grow and my relationship with God uh, some of them have been painful. I mean they all have been difficult it 's not easy, but the benefits the benefits of what God has done through those people to sharpen me and create in me to be the right kind of person along with the the power of the Holy spirit. Wow. Wow. I wouldn't trade that for anything. I mean the, the pain and the vulnerability and the accountability and the trust and all that has been well worth it. And I promise it'll be well worth it for you. too.
1: Amen. Well, Jack, this has been an incredible conversation. I am reminded of how much we are called to, um, work with the community and I and I get it it's hard mm, it's mm-hmm. really hard um you know my husband and I we spent years kind of outside of a church body because uh we went through, through severe betrayal i um, mean mm. and i'm not going to get into that but i mean and we just went i want nothing to do with it you know what yeah i still believe in god i still follow him but i want nothing to do with the church as mm-hmm. a body Politic as an organization, I am done, and it took us a long time to, where God had to go. Hey, I get that, but it's time.
0: That's right. Well, I, I heard this analogy, Teresa. This may I uh, just read this. I can't remember who who what book I'm reading. A lot of books. Uh, I, I love to read. The writer was saying uh, the analogy he used was if he came up to me as the reader and said, uh, "Hey, Jack, I really like you, but I really hate your wife." He said, you probably would want to knock me upside the head. <laughs> okay. He said, but that's what we do. We we say to people, well, I want to follow after God, but I really don't want to be a part of the church, which is the bride of Christ. So we're basically saying to the Lord, I don't really like your wife. I like you, but I don't really like your wife, the church, the, 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 the body of Christ. Again, I know too, Teresa, I'm with you. I've been hurt by so many people, but it's its people that's us in our in our flawed humanity we're we're sinners and uh we have to extend the same grace to those people who have hurt us uh as the grace that we want to receive for ourselves which is more easier said than done i realize but uh the power of community is a great thing and it it is uh, the solution uh to loneliness
1: amen amen well jack Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have any final words for the audience?
0: Well, I just want to encourage you to to seek out community. Uh, If if I can help you in any way, uh, you can, of course, find me online. Uh, It's Jack Eason, E-A-S-O-N, and reach out. There are a lot of free resources uh, that are available for you, especially if you're a church leader. Uh, I know one of the other groups of people that seem to be very lonely are church leaders. Uh, church pastors, who who do they go to when they need help? Ah, you ever thought about that? That's a that's a hard one. But yeah, so there's just a lot of free resources and uh, they're there for the taking right there on the website. So check it out if you would. And of course, the book is there as well if you want to get one of those for you or, or a friend.
1: Amen and amen. Well, Jack, thank you so much for coming on the show and helping people really confront this issue. I think this is an issue that uh, all of us have faced at one point or another. And um, especially now with mm. with we're in this forced isolation, forced everything, uh, suicides are on the rise. I think now is more than ever do we need to... Um, really make sure we are involved in some sort of a community that is going to build us up and where we can in turn build up others. So thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show.
0: Thank you, Teresa. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, guys, that, that pretty well settles it. You know, I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're listening and you're hearing this and you're going, Oh man, I, yeah, I'm feeling really lonely. I get it. Get a hold of his book, Uh, The Loneliness Solution, you can find it at jackieson.com. The link will be in the show notes. Um, And in the meantime, you've been listening to the Unresolved Life Podcast. I'm Teresa Blaze. We will speak again next time.
0: You've been listening to the Unresolved Life Podcast. To catch all our past shows, go to unresolved.life. That's unresolved.life.